Welcome back everybody to another episode of the podcast but before we get into today's episode I just needed to make a very quick public service announcement. The audio quality from my microphone in this episode isn't quite up to scratch. We are recording over Zoom at the moment and I thought to enhance the quality I would sit in a different room and in fact it had the opposite effect so I've spent a little bit of time trying to fix it to make it bearable for you guys. So just wanted to apologize if it sounds a little bit different. We will fix it for next week but for now enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Dawson D Show. Two great mates striving to improve in all areas of their lives. The podcast is designed to empower everyday humans just like us who want to add more joy, energy and happiness into their daily lives. Sharing our real life experiences and everyday struggles, relating to them in a personal way. Expect uncensored stories, plenty of laughs and tips and tricks to inspire you on your own journey. Now, let's go balls deep. Mate, I'm feeling really good this week. Uh, episode 11, lucky 11. Really excited for today. Probably off the back of the last podcast was a bit of a downer from from my point of view. But today, I'm ready for a few laughs, mate. I'm not sure about you, but I've heard we're going for a trip down memory lane. Is that correct? That is correct, mate. We thought we'd um, lighten things up a little bit. We like to sort of go almost serious, laugh, serious, laugh in that kind of order each podcast. And this week was time for a laugh. So we thought, how about we... Give the listeners a bit of a backstory about you and I, how we met and who we are, some of the more intimate things about us. How does that sound? I I love the sound of that. And and for the listeners wondering, we actually did do a bit of a get to know Dawson D, the very first recording we did. And uh, that's probably going on a couple of months now. And after we recorded that, that probably went for a bloody an hour and a half, that episode. Uh, We listened to it. And we went, you know what, we sound like absolute flogs. We just kept talking and talking about ourselves, which basically we love doing. Uh, and we'll be doing that again today, but probably in a, a much more better format because we're 11 episodes deep. That first episode was probably quite embarrassing. I'm glad we didn't upload that, day. We thought it was funny, but then when we listened back, we actually, how would you say, we probably threw ourselves under the bus a little bit. We, yeah. uh, we didn't think it through. It just didn't make sense. And it sounded a bit suspicious, let's put it that way. Suspicious. Okay. Yeah, no, that's a good word. Well, today's... Get to know Dawson D. What what can we expect from this? You know what? How deep are we diving? You know, you're not letting too many cats out of the bag from my end. You know, you're not going to embarrass me too much, are you? You know what it says in the intro? We go balls deep, don't we? So I think we will go balls deep today. So this is sort of the outline for the day. We're going to talk a little bit about how we met, and then we're going to really go down memory lane and reveal some of these stories. And hopefully, you guys will get a bit of a kick out of listening to them. And then to finish things off. We've uh, got some questions to uh, to get to know us a little bit more personally. So really look forward to revealing them. Well, why don't we jump straight into it? Because do you remember when we met, D? I do, but I would like you to explain the story. Okay, so we obviously went to high school together, but I started year seven um, at a different school, moved to, to Flinders in uh, year eight. So halfway through year eight, I've moved schools from a public school where, you know, my skin was toughened quite a bit. The public school I went to, let's just say I didn't fit in very well. Doss, oh, really? probably a bit soft, a bit timid, a bit self-conscious. Went to Flinders uh, Christian Community College, and it just suited me a lot better, right? But Private school boy. Uh, well, semi-private, and <laughs> I didn't mind wearing the blazer and the tie. But, yeah, moved to Flinders in year, in year eight. And can you imagine moving schools, right? You've, you've, you've kind of made all your friends at your other school. You've moved from primary school to high school. And then all of a sudden, your parents tell you that you're moving schools. Halfway through year eight, you've probably formed all your friendships and good relationships. You know, and you're starting to find your way a little bit. 
and you get told that you have to move schools to a school you don't know anyone there, right? So, oh, you I didn't did, know anybody. I didn't know. I, I knew one person, uh, and that was Emily Mail, because <laughs> their mums were friends. And then she ended up. She turned out to be my hairdresser later on. She's the only person I knew. Got to got to Flinders. Got into the homeroom. A good friend of ours. I was in his homeroom as well. Jai uh, Richardson. He was in that homeroom and mentioned again. I think it was like a school carnival, like a sports carnival, where well, that was our first interaction. Am I am I right in saying that? Yes, I believe so. So, well, I, I kind of knew who you were. Like I, yeah. I'd seen you. I knew who you were as well. Uh, the, we had the, the same body shape. So yeah, man titties, <laughs> and then um, <laughs> lo- yeah, the long the long locks, a bit different to now the the blonde with the mullet at the back. But uh, yeah, it was like a sports carnival, and I, I love this. Daniel Shuler, or D, as we all love to call him, I just remember looking at him, and he was chubby like me, so probably didn't think, oh, he's not going to be much good at footy. Same bra so, size. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a round robin or type, lightning premiership type format. I've got my footy boots on, my socks on, everything. Everyone else does, got their full boots on, you know, full kitted out for this sports day playing footy. And there's Daniel Shuler, long, dark hair, uh, chubby, probably wearing his school jumper, tracksuit pants, and runners. And I thought to myself, well, this bloke's, you know, clearly he's taking the piss. He mustn't be much good. And I still remember clear as day. I remember taking a mark and I thought, oh, well, I'll run around this guy. And I'd like to try to sell you the candy. And you actually tackled me. You got a hole in the ball. <laughs> I don't remember that. but yeah, it's, it's true. And that was our first physical interaction. And then tell, tell the listeners what, what we spoke about afterwards. When that, when that event finished, what happened? Well, I don't remember the tackle, but I remember you coming up to me afterwards and sort of introducing yourself. You know, mate, I'm, I'm Wade, I'm new, blah, blah, blah. And I said, oh, yeah, go, mate, and introduced myself. We had a little chat. And then one of the first questions you asked me was, mate, do you think you'll play AFL? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you and dominated that. And, so, and if so, which team are you going to play for? Or would you like to play for? Anyway, I, I'm a modest man, but I, I yeah, I did I did win the uh, – I still have the medal for, for best in the yeah, tournament. Yeah. MVP. <laughs> it all went downhill from – MVP, that's a word. It all went downhill from there. But, yeah, mate, we uh, we connected over footy. And some of my early memories – I don't know if you remember this. We used to sit in class and we used to ask each other questions like, who wears number eight for the Western Bulldogs? And the other person would have to answer. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. That was our game. So we bonded over footy. I remember we were never in the same – homeroom so we always bonded over special classes like art which i don't yeah. know how the hell we got into into oh, that class but one of our one of our favorites yes when dos had to paint the uh the nude lady which i'm sure we'll get into a little bit later um, have we spoken so, yeah, about we, that have we spoken about that on air before an unaired episode i believe okay yeah so we probably could tell Can we touch on it really quick oh why not it's pretty embarrassing from my my end but well i remember we we somehow got thrown into art class together and dos and i are both not very talented when it comes to artistic abilities, but we were thrown into this class and Doss had just come back from America and it was the first time I'd seen him since. And we had a little chat about the holiday and, and, and footy and what was going on. And then Doss was unaware that he was about to walk into the first art class. Well, we knew that this art class was coming, but Doss was not aware. So we walk in and we're in a different room and the easels were set up in like a circle. And then out walks this old lady, not old, how old? 50, 60s? 50s, yeah. Yeah, some people are going to be offended. I don't mean old, but a mature lady walks out in a in a robe, and then uh, she basically stands in the middle and just drops it, 100% <laughs> naked. 
And Doss, I'm looking at Doss. Doss is sweating. Doss has got his eyes covered by his, his fingers. He's red in the face. He's giggling like a little girl. He can't even look at it. It, re- it reminds me of that episode of, I don't know if you remember, Mr. Bean, where yeah. he has to paint a new lady and he's so embarrassed he has to actually a clay bra. Yeah, I love- that was Doss. Doss, <laughs> I couldn't love look. That. Doss couldn't look her in the eye. Oh. But yeah, our, we kind of developed from there and uh, and we did become a group, you, me and uh, Richardson. And yeah, the, Rich. Second mention of the day. and um, But recently, mate, our our friendship has sort of stemmed through probably our love of self-development, really, over the last couple of years. That's where we've sort of connected a little bit more, just you and I, mm. especially when we're living in the same street. And yep. uh, we used to go for many walks and drives and coffees at late at night. Yeah, that was that was only for a pro- probably a pretty brief and short period, but but I enjoyed that. Hey, can I think Josh we lost his way a little bit? Oh, in, in yeah. the middle. Wait, wait, what do you mean? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I'm just saying we probably we probably grew a little bit apart, not apart, but oh, I was probably like probably probably, probably when you, probably when you left school. That was that couple of years where we probably didn't see each other as much. Yeah, exactly. And then started really hanging out again as a as a trio. But, as a trio. Um, Exactly, mate. Well, that's just a quick backstory, but I think the real purpose of this episode is to get into uh, to memories. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah, you, you talk. You talk about that trio, which we um we had a lot of fun, and we still do. Um, but yeah, memories, mate. Oh, if you're going back, oh, the, the real memories I have that were good memories. Yeah, was like having the uh, boys' nights. Me, you, and Rich. They they were always good fun. The boys' nights were, mate. Can you hear that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, mate. That is that the phone ringing. Is that your phone or my phone? That's yours. Answer it. Hello? Boys. Who's that? Who, who we got? Boys. Uh, are we uh, having a trip down memory lane with our Richardson, are we? <laughs> it's Richardson. <laughs> it Do is, I, Richo? How are we, fellas? Good, mate. Good. My ears were burning. My ears were burning. I thought I'd jump on the pod. How are we all? Good, well, mate. mate. We've been wanting to have you on for ages, but you said you wouldn't come on until we've got over a thousand downloads and... We could pay you enough money. That's true. I, you guys were pestering me to come on. I just said, you know, boys, you have to develop yourselves. You know, learn your ways a little bit. And uh, you've hit the 1K. Congratulations. Well deserved. Have, have we hit the 1K, D? Uh, we will by the time this episode is released. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer. Well, so I thought I'd come and come and join and help give my expertise. Oh well, I'm sure there's plenty of stories in the pipeline of both D and Rich. But who wants to start it off? Because who probably has the most embarrassing in there? I think a good place to start would be let's talk a little bit before we go into the specific memories. Let's talk about what the three of us used to get up to most of the time. And my memories tend to be at Rich's house or Jai's house. Mm. Yeah, it was always at my house, wasn't yeah. it? Why was that? I, why, why my house? Probably, uh, there was always a bowl of lollies. I remember that, and I loved that. The bowl of lollies, yeah. Snakes, Allens, uh, M&Ms. M&Ms. We won't talk about great... snakes too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we probably can't reveal that. <laughs> but what we're going to do, boys, is let's have a chat. Let's just let's just reminisce here. Let's, let's pin the ears back, have a laugh. My memory is really... It's backyard soccer at Rich's. The spa, of course, we used to love getting in the spa. Doss always naked, of course. Doss had to. I'd take that extra step and, and drop the jacks. And <laughs> FIFA. There was just so much FIFA, wasn't there? Lots of FIFA. I, uh, Lots of FIFA. I, I just remember always going to Rich's, and it was always like a routine. It was like, all right, we'd go, we'd play backyard soccer, sweat it up, and it would get quite competitive. And then uh, after soccer, it would be a spa, 
and then yeah, clothes were off, and then FIFA, uh, and maybe some cups of tea, a few lollies, and normally D. Shaw, you know, screaming at FIFA, you know, because I was always beating him. Man, you sucked in those days. <laughs> the, fu- the funniest thing about the FIFA is though, it was always one v one, and the other person had to had to watch, and then whoever lost had to give the controller to the person oh, waiting. Yes. So whenever whenever it was DOS versus D, you know, I was watching intently. Whenever it was me versus DOS, D was watching intently. But whenever it was me versus D, DOS just uh, decides to nod off, not pay any interest. On the phone. <laughs> On the phone, scrolling Instagram, scrolling Facebook, no interest whatsoever. Is it my turn yet? Yeah, yeah. So that was a little bit uh, frustrating. Remember when DOS was single when he first got Tinder and Joe and I were just fascinated by it? <laughs> <laughs> we, we were in relationships at the time, so we couldn't indulge. But uh, we played Big Brother with the Tinder. Do you remember that, Joe? With Doss's do Tinder. That. That's right. Doss, he, he handed over the Tinder to us to uh, take the reins. And I, I don't think we did very well for him, to be honest. <laughs> no, he got reported. <laughs> got reported. <laughs> no, that was, those were dark days. Doss can uh, speak for himself now. He's got the, uh, the beautiful Meg now, so... All is well for him. Yeah, don't need Tinder anymore, boys. I've uh, got the real deal. So, <laughs> no, that's D's expertise now. Yeah, D. How no, is that? No, no, how no, is no. it all going? It's off. I don't have it anymore. Serious. But anyway, that's for another day. Where did Jai? Where did you come into the picture? You were probably friends with Doss, and I probably joined. The, was probably the third one to join. Would that be fair? Yeah. So Doss joined what Flinders halfway through year yep. eight. My homeroom. So we kind of kicked it off pretty much straight away because we found out that we actually lived down the road from each other. That's how it all kind of started, really. We basically, it was a, what, 30-second walk to each other's yeah, houses? Yep. Both love footy, both love playing FIFA. Doss had a pool, so I made the most of that when I could. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, we just, got on, we just got on really well. Turned out my pa actually worked at the Franks and Dolphins when Dickie was there. So there was always that kind of relationship already there as well. And then, yeah, then unfortunately, D managed to come slide his way into it. How did you slide into a D? Me and Rich had something special going and you just slid in. Yeah, we had a real good friendship, real good bond. I became friends with Jai because he was in my homeroom and I remember, look, this is going to sound rude. I don't mean to be (laughs) offensive to anyone that could be listening. But I looked at I looked at the roster of who was going to be in my uh, year nine homeroom, and there wasn't a lot of uh, talent um, in terms of you know who I could probably pursue as as friendship groups, and I, and of course that's be, that was due to my bad attitude back then, not on anybody that was there. So then I I kind of identified Richardson as of similar interests, latched onto him, and brought his grades down as a consequence. I actually remember. I just remembered that you two actually were in the media. Doss and D is not Doss's first media adventure. You guys actually had a YouTube channel together. Is that correct? Did we? It was Doss's channel. It was Doss's channel. What happened to those videos, Rich? Because some of them were gold. Oh, I think I still do have some of them on the old PC somewhere. I'll have to uh, dig up through the archives. But uh, there was one I remember. We did uh, You're Beautiful by James Blunt. <laughs> that is that is fantastic. This is all highly professionally edited on uh, Windows Movie Maker. Yep. But yeah, no, we used to play around with the, <laughs> with the camera. I remember Shane Healy was in a few videos as I well. I was dressed up as a female in that one. I was always dressed up as the tranny, wasn't I? I was always the girl. <laughs> yeah, you I think were always I, first to grab I think the, I enjoyed the, it. The yeah. I don't know why that was. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and I'm not going to deny that. <laughs> so yeah, we, we, we made a few videos, but they were never anything special. Just... Uh, 
just two bo- two bored men trying to have fun. Oh, oh isn't that sweet? Um, well, I think let's get into some memories because we've written down some memories here of where sort of the three of us have been part of. You know, just to let listeners know a little bit more about us and now Jai as well. They hear Jai's name every week, by the way. Yeah, they, that's been the exactly. Joke. They're probably sick. exactly. So, Dee, I, I reckon this is this is. Perfect. I'm glad you called in, Jai, because mate, the listeners been hearing Jai Richardson every freaking episode. Going, what does this bloke sound like? Who is he? <laughs> This guy's a god. Who is this mentalist? Yeah. No, it's good. It's good to finally have you on, mate. No, thanks. Thanks for actually letting me come on in accepting my phone call. Well, Rich, let's throw you in the deep end then, mate. You pick one of the stories. You elaborate. You've got the list in front of you. I do. I'm having a look now, and there's some absolute crack ups here. One of my one of my favourite all time stories was when we were at high school, and for some reason, D, you still somehow every year managed to choose art as an elective and you hated art with a passion i hated it i really I think because what we were given a preference sheet and you had to list them from what one through to five or yeah. something yeah and you would purposely put art as five but because your handwriting was so bad i think they misinterpreted <laughs> it for a two well the stupid so thing was you're only supposed to second <laughs> exactly well was they... you're only supposed to put one two three and i used to put as a joke one two three five like just to make sure and either they <laughs> Either they did that on purpose, which wouldn't surprise me, or it was my lack of handwriting. So you managed to get art, and I don't know why, but it seemed like every day we were at school, you always had art class, no matter what happened. It just you rocked up. Oh, I've got art. I've got art. Seemed like that. Anyway, so you and Dice actually had art together, and you had to do some sort of uh, project, I think it was, and you had to go to the old folks' home, and you had to do a portrait (laughs) of an old person, right? Yeah, Mm, probably no longer with us. (laughs) Probably no longer with us. Anyway, Dee's done, done his best work. So he basically looks around the art class and finds out who's the best artist in the class. And he picks them out. So what he does, at the, towards the end of the class, well, there's what, 10, 15 minutes left? Yeah. He would look at them and say, hey, I'm struggling with my art piece. Can you help for a second? And these, these tremendously gifted people would, out of their nice heart, would, would help Dee for, let's say, maybe two minutes. But then they get stuck into it and they keep going for 10 minutes. And they keep going for 15 minutes. So after a couple of weeks, Dee's beautiful portrait art piece has finally been done. He's contributed to about 5% of it. So 95% of his art piece was done by the rest of the class. Yes, but, 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 I'm just going to cut you off. The 5% that I did do, I actually wanted to add my touch because the purpose of that particular project was that you were supposed to mix the colours together to create the face. So like wrinkles were supposed to be blended by colours. And I just grabbed a black um, paintbrush. Or, or sorry, I grabbed a paintbrush and got black <laughs> and, just put, and just put big lines in it. And it was the only one that looked realistic. So you cheated the system pretty much. Correct. So a couple of weeks gone by, he's finished his, he's finished his portrait, um, submitted it and everything. And then one morning we're going to assembly. And D, D so it happened for that morning, decided to skip assembly. He was wagging assembly, parking himself in the He always wagged, didn't he? <laughs> didn't, didn't bother rocking up to assembly. So we're all sitting there, there's the group of us, and Miss Attard comes up, the art teacher, a listener of the show, I'm sure. And um, she talks about the art project and the, and the recent works and... And she starts announcing winners of this, uh, I don't know, this exhibition or whatever. And it turned out it was the old people's portraits that was up for the exhibition. <laughs> she's given out third prize. She's given out second prize. <laughs> and then she's announced first prize. 
and you just hear Daniel Shaw. <laughs> is this, if, is this in front of the whole school? Looked, this is in front of the whole school at assembly, and we're just looking around, losing our minds because Daniel Shaw <laughs> has just won first prize <laughs> in an art exhibition, and he has no idea, and he's sitting in the disabled toilets wagging. Probably watching wrestling. <laughs> and so, Probably watching wrestling. And so we're like, we can't believe it. So then we, we find you afterwards and we, we're telling you, hey, mate, we've actually, you just won first prize in your art, art competition. And you, you thought we were lying. You were calling bullshit. You were like, nah, didn't happen. You're pulling my leg, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, no, nah, no, nah, mate, honestly, you won. And you, with that, you actually won 100 bucks as well. And you were so convinced after we finally sold you that you won it, you were convinced that you got 100 bucks. <laughs> so then what you've done... <laughs> is you've waltzed into Miss Attard's office going to collect your prize and you've walked out and you've walked out with two detentions because you haven't handed your homework in for another, <laughs> another assignment. It was so annoying. When you said I won the money, I was actually working out exactly... I actually, in my head, worked out exactly how I was going to spend it because you know, when you're 15 or 16 without a job, it's a decent amount of money. So I walked in and I went in all smug and I said, oh, look, I think you know you have something for me. And she's like, she's like, what are you talking about? I said, well, you know, they said that I won, you know, I wasn't here this morning, but apparently I won this art prize. She's like, the only thing you've won is two detentions for not handing in your homework. <laughs> and I ended up winning freaking, I ended up winning oil colours or oil painting or some shit like that, which, what am I going to do with that? <laughs> work, work, work on your, uh, master your art even more, mate. Yeah, yes. that's right. I'm going to jump in with one. This one's going to be... Aimed at Wade Custerson. This is one of my favourites. Joe was involved in this too. Um, can I? Can I? Can I also? Can I also just state? All right. Me and Meg just went and got a coffee right before we started recording this podcast, and she obviously heard me on the phone with with you, Dave, before preparing for the show. We're listing off embarrassing stories, and she goes. She just goes to me before. She goes. I laughed my head off. She was upstairs. She goes. I heard you say. How come all the embarrassing stories have Doss's name written next to them? There's no one else's name written next to the stories besides me. That basically every other story from now on is going to be Doss. Well, just letting everyone um, know. Well, we'll have a look. Well, this one's <laughs> one of my personal favourites, and we're going to go out. We'll go out. We'll come out strong, I should say. Joe, remember this, and as we have stated on previous episodes, and, and the listeners will be aware that Joe and I weren't really into the clubbing scene or going out until quite later in life. Actually, these days you can't pull Joe Richardson away from the from the venues. Um, Around three in the morning, he's absolutely pissed, <laughs> um, barely able to stand up, sweating like a pig, and you can't get him off the dance floor and out. That's not true. That is, that is very not true. true. Anyway, there is some truth. There was this horrible nightclub in Mornington where we grew up called uh, Cruise Club, which <laughs> Cruise which, Club, which, <laughs> which that it, it was a dirty club. It's like it's it's gross. It's a gross. It was my favourite. Everybody knows it's gross. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, one night, how come you and I went, Joe? What were we convinced? It was, it was Nick Stevens' Nick 21st. Stevens. Yeah. Nick Stevens' 21st, yeah. So Doss had convinced us to go. So Joe and I reluctantly met Nick and Doss and walked into this club. And as I said, it's a, it's a dark club. It's, it's grungy. It's kind of, you know, dirty. And we're on this dance floor. And we're in a circle, the four of us, and we're sort of just dancing away and bopping along and feeling very for, for anyone For anyone listening who knows the, those crews, we're in the R&B room. And we, and I just remember it because poor Nick, we finished his 21st and so no one wanted to go out with him, but he wanted to go out. And then I was like, well, we better go out with him because like no one else wants to. And then 
I was like, come on, D, come on, Rich, let's go to cruise. Like, he wants to go well, to I cruise. Was, I, was at, I was at the 21st yeah, you were there. with I was you, yeah. And Yeah, I was there. And then, and because then, we were lining up at Bay, because we were going to go to Bay originally, and then they were like, nah, no one, no one's coming in. And then Cruise was letting everyone in. So I remember us four sprinting from Bay <laughs> to Cruise. We probably, got, right. we, probably got not, we probably got knocked back from Bay because Rich was absolutely blind. And <laughs> Rich would have been a mess. He actually, and this is true, he walked out of cruise with vomit on his shirt. And I, that's that's all you need to know. Um, anyway. <laughs> it wasn't my vomit. I don't care, there was vomit on your shirt. So we're, we're in the circle dancing away, and Doss has this grin on his face all of a sudden, and he's got his arms in his hair, in, in the air, sort of head height, and he starts flicking his fingers down, like pointing down in, like in motion with the R&B music. And we can't quite understand why. Anyway, we realise that he's making a, uh, a direct point to his, his genital area, region. And Wade Cusserson at Cruise Club has got his penis flopped out on the dance floor. <laughs> Oh, not one of my finest moments. And you know what? They, 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 the, the security guards probably downstairs saw that on the footage and, and probably just laughed. They probably went, look how small that is, you know. Yeah, at least I didn't have to sweep up the floor that night. <laughs> Gosh. It's a good well, story. Well, let's throw, let's throw Rich under the bus, Doss. Have you got one of Rich? Oh, there's not as many about Rich because it's always bloody me or you. But I just remember one story, which was a ripper. I don't know why we were doing this, but what was it? It was... <laughs> I've never seen a group of teenagers get so excited and chanting my man's name, and that was Jai Richardson's name. And we were all gathered around Jai. He had a stick in his hand, and there's this little hill at school, and on this hill there's like a tree. It's like a it's a magnolia tree. And when I look back, it's the most stupidest thing ever. But it was there was about Olympics. twenty. There was about twenty. What was it? It was it was 2012 Olympics inspired by 2012 the, uh, Olympics yeah. that year, and for some reason, like there was about 20 people, maybe 30, lined up. Oh, there was there, uh, there was, was a lot of people. 150, 150 <laughs> and minimum. They were all lined up beside this tree, and they were watching Jai Richardson, basically like waving his arms up in the air, saying, "Make some noise," because I'm, I'm I'm about to hit this hard. <laughs> Jai Richardson sprinting at this tree with a stick, pole vaults himself. Not over the tree, through the tree. Snap, snaps the tree. Lots of cheering. But the but problem the was time, that tree was a sacred tree. Was it? it? That area got cautioned off and no one was... It was a place where people liked to sit at lunchtime. and The tree of knowledge. And that was 2012, so that's eight years ago and no one sat in that region ever again. Oh, God. And even... Yeah, it got barricaded off after that. You were, you were... But, Rich, you were, you were a larrikin at school, though. You loved... Everyone, everyone found drivers and very funny. In no, school. I'm like chiming he, in. Oh, I'm chiming in no. here. He, he, no, Jai's a fraud. There wouldn't be. Jai, you are a fraud. <laughs> How am I a fraud? No, you're not a fraud, but uh, you have this way about you where you're able to get everybody to love you, and they all think you're just the most genuine, nice person, which you are. You are a nice, genuine person, I but you have a sadistic... That's true about everyone. You have a very sadistic side, and you're often are behind... You're often the mastermind behind, not crimes, but little things that happen <laughs> at school... And no one suspects you, and Doss and I would be the ones getting in trouble. Well, no, Rich was always that, in saying that, I was this person too, not just Rich. It was always, you know, like the school bully who's like teasing people or throwing rocks at someone or grabbing someone and wrestling someone to the ground. And then there's that guy behind him going, yeah, do it, do it. Yeah, push him. Yeah, kill him. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was always that guy at the back. I would never say anything. I would never, I didn't have the balls to say anything to someone's face, but I would tell Shula to do it. Yeah, do it. No, you won't get in trouble. You'll be fine. And then next minute, there's a teacher, uh, Greg Partridge, is sprinting after you. 
<laughs> speaking I of- guess I guess to touch to touch on that story you guys told about the last few episodes ago about the indoor soccer oh. and how D got in that fight, but I was the one chirping away at him the whole time, yes. the whole time. But as soon, as soon as the punches were thrown, I was nowhere to be seen. No. Exactly, and that was you on the footy field too. Every 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 oh. single time, just just gets people worked up and then and walks away. Yeah, speaking of well, speaking of balls in faces, um, there was a time where Doss <laughs> accidentally knocked out a female with a uh, soccer ball at at school. Um, oh, we're playing yeah. a game. What was the game? It was like soccer against a, a one like touch, a one touch, wall. one touch, one touch, something like that. And Doss. Doss used to get a little bit excited and the ball sort of set up perfectly for him and he went and launched this ball, booted as hard as he can, and he's booted it directly in the face of, of a girl. I don't know if she was playing or not. Do no, she definitely wasn't. She no, was she walking past. She just walking out of the female toilets. <laughs> yeah, the female toilets are right there. So he's booted the ball and it is basically bowled her over and there's blood flying out of her nose. Do you know what Doss did? He ran. He ran away. He ran <laughs> from the scene of the crime. He didn't. He didn't stop. He didn't help her up. He sprinted. I. But that's something about my. I don't know how to explain it. But even when I get scared or get a fright, like my reactions, my body just takes over. Like I pro, Like I think in that moment, I just went. I don't know what to do. So run. Like I. I didn't know what else to do. And then I think. Actually, think later on. I. I don't think I know. Later on, I actually went over to her and tried to apologize, and she was like, "Yeah, it's fine." I was like, well, your nose is absolutely stuffed. So if you think it's fine, no worries. But yeah, that wasn't one of my finest moments. And there was always a few little scuffles on that Ashford area, the rebound wall. Daniel Shuler thought he was pretty yeah, tough. Keely Aldenhoven did his ACL in that area too. Didn't you, Keely? <laughs> yeah, I hope he's listening. What about the pitches that were left around Main Street of Jai and the pitches that were put around Summerwall of Doss? Oh, this... Jai, you can, ele- you can elaborate on that. Um, well, I remember putting the ones of DOS around Somerville. Not very PG-rated pictures, may I add. <laughs> all I remember, all I all I, I remember is I don't know driving home from work one day, and all of a sudden I see a massive blow-up picture of myself, and I, I I don't remember what one it is, but say it's me with my ass out. It's in the middle of the main roundabout in Somerville, and the population of Somerville is quite large, and that population is full of people I know, and they are driving Absolutely. past seeing DOS DOS Custis and his ass. In the main roundabout of Somerville. Um, I even had text messages. People going, is that you? Like on all these posters around <laughs> Summy. I was like, what? And then there's one there and one there. And I didn't even know. I was like, what the heck? I think I think there was a total of about 20 God. of those. But- we, even put one, we even put one outside um, at, outside Flinders High School. <laughs> so people from high school. And poor Camille, who's still in year 11 or 12 at this point having to see her brother's bare ass as she's leaving school. The best and part then, was it was brought to our attention that there was like a Facebook group for only the residents of that town and, and people posting, who know, does anybody know who this person is and why is it why these pictures are all over the town? People thought I was the second coming. People thought I was... <laughs> people thought I was the town psycho. And then on Jai's birthday one year, Doss and I were really bored one night and we were thinking, what can we do? So we got the printer out and... We basically put 20-odd pictures of Jai around Mornington, which is a bigger town, and they were all over the place. Yeah. And, um, but I remember distinctly one day, I was actually having a lovely dinner one night outside in the summertime, <laughs> and, uh, and I'm having dinner with a, with a female, you know, trying to get the mood right, and I'm looking over her shoulder, slightly to the right, there's a picture on the pole of Jai Richardson, with his, basically, <laughs> it's a mirror shot, so you see the mirror in the background with his bare ass down to his... <laughs> 
and it's half of it's red from sunburnt, and the caption just says sunburnt with this perverted smile. That's hot. And I'm trying to explain that away. What about, uh, we love, you know, we love on the Dawson D show, we love to say what about. Uh, what about Daniel Shuler? That name wasn't uh, a favourite name in the library um, at the high school that we went to. It wasn't one of the favourites. Daniel, one day I just, it was probably one of the funniest moments I remember in high school. It probably is, to this day, the funniest thing I've ever seen. <coughs> because I don't know why it was so funny, but the librarians were very strict. And you know those people who were given any type of power, like the smallest amount of power, and they just run with it for an absolute mile. It was them. Like there was, say, three or four of them, and the power they had to be able to shut, uh, open and shut this library, it was, it was like they were the principal. And it was like locking down the state. It was ridiculous. And one day, I don't know how, oh, the library was shut. So it's a two-story library and you can access it. So there's a ramp to get to the upstairs part at the back, but the main entrance is downstairs at the front. The main entrance, it says it's closed. The library's closed. No one's allowed in at lunchtime. Yep, fair enough. No worries. We see whatever the librarian, which one it was, turn the sign around, it's closed. She walks off for lunch. Daniel, was it, it might have been you, Shula, or you, Jai. Went to the back door, and the back door was open. So it was Jai. He snuck in. Jai snuck in through the back door and, yeah, and ran downstairs, in. changed the sign around, unlocked the front door. You've then left, come out, we've hidden around the side, and we're just waiting for someone to, to see the sign that's now open. Says, yeah, says now open. So who was it that went in? It was the funniest thing. For, for some reason, I think the name Seb Corby Seb, comes Seb and he's got his books, pencil case in hand, one, just in one hand, walks in, opens the door, sits down, he's put his headphones in for a nice lunchtime study. He's done nothing done wrong. Done nothing absolutely wrong. wrong. And one of the librarians is walking back from lunch. Well, not even. She might have forgotten something. Might, must. No, no. There was. I think I think there were other people then joined in as well because they saw one person in. So you know what it's like. You know when you go to a shop and you see lots of people in a shop, yeah. you go in. Sheep. So people are like, oh, someone's in yeah. there. And so, so there's half a dozen people in there now, all enjoying a lunchtime study hour. And uh, one of them walks back, and I've never seen so much terror being put on a couple of school kids. They've done nothing wrong. And they've run outside, go, and we are just pissing ourselves, laughing our heads off. And then, then, there's, then they're calling each other. Librarians are going, hey, come down here. Who locked up? I don't know. Who locked up? And, it was a mad rush. And then they're fighting with each other. The librarian's going, who who was responsible for locking up? I locked up. I put clothes. No, I didn't. You did, Mrs. And, oh, watching them just so red-faced and confused. And we're sitting there in the corner going, you idiots. Like, that was one of the funniest oh, high school moments. Oh, Something so simple as well. Oh. Very, very funny. Gold. <laughs> I was waiting for you to jump in there, D, because me and Rich were talking. Yeah, sorry. No, no, no. That was uh, that was very good. Well, I mean, that's that's we'd basically describe it. We were pests, weren't we? It was just... Whatever we could do to... Just little things. Just little things, nothing. Sort of very harmless. But look, I have a story about Rich while we've got him here because, as I mentioned, I think, in an episode, I went... John and I went to America together in 2016. We did a nice trip around the States. We and did. Doss was originally going to come, but there were circumstances that prevented that happening in the end. But John and I went, and at the time, Jai uh, was suffering. Rachel, his girlfriend, absolutely <laughs> had enough of this. Jai was suffering from <laughs> septoplasty. Jairus had to have a surgery What's it called? Septoplasty surgery The surgery The surgery was septoplasty I wasn't suffering from septoplasty So Jairus was a a deep snorer And we shared the same room for every Every night we were on that holiday Which was about five weeks or four and a half weeks 
and I actually ended up going to find the snoring quite comforting, just kind of like raindrops in the a steady noise to sleep <laughs> couldn't, to. Couldn't sleep without it. But we went to the Grand Canyon one day. We actually took a helicopter from Vegas. So it was a short helicopter ride, about 45 minutes, and we got in the helicopter and away we went. And in the helicopter, because it's so loud, everybody has to have ear, uh, headphones on so and microphones so you can actually hear each other talk. And the, per- the- Mind you, can I just interrupt there, D? Mm-hmm. Can I just interrupt you there? Sorry. This wasn't a cheap experience either. This <laughs> no. was quite an expensive tour that we were given. So I think my mum shouted all of us. So it was you, me, my sister. Good on you, Katie. And obviously herself. Yeah, Katie, she did well there. She said, no, she's going to shout everyone. So I don't think this was a very cheap experience. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. So, so continue. It was just to bring a bit of, I suppose, perspective to it. It was a dusk dinner in the Grand Canyon, like halfway down. So you're sort of not at the bottom, you're not at the top, you're like in the middle. It's like unbelievable. Like you're blown away. And then the ride home is over the Vegas skyline at night. So yeah, it wasn't a a, uh, a cheap experience. Now, Jai, just a quick question. Would you say the night before you had a good amount of sleep? I did. Okay, so you slept well. Slept very well. Okay, good. So we're in the we're in the helicopter and it's amazing. We're flying over the desert. You actually see animals running, wild animals running. You're going over the towns. It's unbelievable. And the pilot is talking and sort of giving you a bit of a virtual tour of what you're going over and what it's all about. And we're sitting in the helicopter and then this kind of subtle sound begins from the back. And you just start hearing this kind of strange noise and the pilot sort of was looking around and everyone's like, I don't know what this is. It sounded almost like a bit of disturbance coming through the system. And it starts getting louder and louder and louder. And I'm thinking, gee, this this noise is quite familiar. I've heard this a few nights in a row. And we look to the back of the helicopter in the back corner, flying over the Las Vegas desert. Jai Richardson has fallen asleep and is snoring in the middle of this unbelievably expensive and once-in-a-lifetime experience. I'm pretty sure the pilot has never had somebody fall asleep on them before. Richardson's snoring away. You can't even hear the pilot at this stage. No one knows what to do. We get out. Have a good nap, mate. Yeah, mate. It was actually quite comfortable. What possessed you to fall asleep? I honestly don't know. I must have just been... You know when you're, when you're in a car ride, right? And the sun's beaming down on you and it's just comfortable and you can just doze off? I was just having one of those moments. I was just, you know happy having a nice relaxing time with my family beautiful weather beautiful scenery i just managed to nod off for a hot second <laughs> yeah a second it was a whole trip yeah no it was a good holiday though wasn't it rich it was a good fun great holiday yeah i, I missed out there i reckon i was actually planning to marry no, your mother good, it was a good holiday until yeah the love affair between my mother and you sparked now this is weird this has been this has been an ongoing joke for at least how long do you reckon Doc? oh Six yeah years? a long time seven years it's it, ma- it makes me and you and both it, or you more uncomfortable but i'm the same it was funny for maybe what a month so it was the whole scenario that d would come over talk to my mum and <laughs> pretend that they were in a relationship when when you know, when hey set when Katie got out of her previous relationship, of course. <laughs> I don't think that stopped you. I don't think that stopped you, Briar. I think you were... Uh... Anyway, so you'd, you'd stroll in and, you know, I'd be getting told off from mum for not, you know, mowing the lawns or something over the weekend and you'd, you'd make a little remark saying, don't worry, honey, daddy will fix it. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Yes. I'll discipline him. <laughs> yeah, I'll discipline him. Just, just 
little things like that, and it just kept going and kept going. And Doss and I, by the end of it, were just sick of it. Well, Josh used to find it uncomfortable America. when it Yeah, that's what I said. I, I used to find it very uncomfortable. Just listen. When it was me, just taking me, me too far. Well, what me and Dee would do is we, oh, yeah, boys, yep, yeah, we're going to Richard's tonight. No worries. So me and Dee would kind of get there around the same time, and we'd walk in together to, like, Rich's house. And I remember as soon as we'd walk in, it would be like, hey, honey, how you going? And as soon as you walk into the... The house, I was feeling uncomfortable because Daniel Shaw was flirting with Jai's mum. And my mum loved it as well. So she, she lapped it up and made it worse. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're in Vegas in America and we're on the craps table, D, mum and myself. And I'm losing money. Like I couldn't get a bet <laughs> right whatsoever. So I've cracked the shits. I've cracked the shits in our, in our uh, accommodation. There was a, a little, little like arcade and uh, there was a Macca's as well. <laughs> so. There's a little arcade. So, like, I've gone to shoot some hoops, some basketball hoops to try to, you know, wind down, take a breather. Had some Maccas. It's probably gone for about 20 minutes. And then I get back to the craps table. And as I'm walking back, I just see Dee and my mum high-fiving, smiles, you know, like one big happy family. And the reason that is is because the the, the, the dealer at the table was talking to Daniel and my mum, and he goes, so is this your mother? You, Does with, your mother know that you're out? <laughs> yeah, he, goes, <laughs> he goes, nah, she's my girlfriend. And so then all the boys, all the old boys on the table start high-fiving D. He becomes the man at the table. Oh. And I, it's, as soon as I walked back and I saw that, I'm like, nah, I'm done for the night. I'm clocking off, going back to bed. I do love Katie. She's a lot of fun. And uh, maybe I will marry her one day. I don't know. We're supposed to get married in Vegas. I hope um, not. I hope I, I, it's just a good excuse to really call you daddy. I mean, you call me daddy. You, oh, you do call me daddy. Be daddy rich. Next topic. One more before we move on, boys. I think I think I would like to share this story about Doss. So Doss and I took a class at school called Sport and Rec, which was <laughs> an outdoorsy kind of a class to sort of survive in the wild. And we went on a camp one year out to, was it the Grampians? Ah, uh, uh, nah. Oh, I don't some, know. I don't know where the hell we went. Yeah. Somewhere out in, uh, somewhere out in the in the woods. And Doss, basically everyone had to tent up with somebody. And I, I've never been camping in my life. I do not have a clue about anything to do with that. And Doss said to me, mate, don't worry. We go camping all the time. I've got a tent. Leave everything with me. I'm like, great. Awesome. <laughs> that was your first mistake. That was my first mistake. And we and, enjoyed and- the bus. Yeah, the bus trip was always the best, wasn't it? If you went on an excursion or a camp or something, for some reason, the bus trip was always my favourite part because it's it's the anticipation, it's the excitement. Everyone's on the bus. Everyone's, oh, we're out of the uh, the school bubble. We're on the way somewhere different. I used to love that. Dee and I would have a headphone in each ear. We'd be, uh, well, that, that trip, what song were we singing? Don't Be Cruel. Don't Be Cruel, Elvis. Uh, while we're putting up the tent, we're going, uh, one of us was doing the harmonies or the, the bop bops, and the other one, I think you were lead singer, Doss, as uh, you possess that singing ability. But oh, uh, yeah, we had a good time. Anyway, so Doss puts up the tent, everything's good. And I think the first, I think we're there two nights, and the first night, everything's fine. Everything's good. I'm like, cool, this is great. Anyway, the next night, we're asleep, or well, I'm asleep, and it's about, and I'm woken up in the middle of the night, I'm getting pushed by Doss, and I'm hearing, ding, ding. Wake up, wake up. I sort of, you know, come to town. I was like, yeah, what, what, what? He goes, mate, it's raining. <laughs> and I look up. And I'm like, and I look and I start padding around the tent and everything is drenched, right? And I said, what's happened? He go, you're like, oh, the, the cover flew off about half an hour ago. The wind took it. <laughs> and I said, how long has it been raining for? 
Well, it's been raining the whole time. And I'm like, why didn't you tell me? He's like, I was hoping it would go away. Anyway, this tent is 100% drenched. Everything's damaged. It's wet. And instead of waking me up at the scene and we could have fixed it, Doss has let it go and sat there in the rain, hoping the rain will go away. <laughs> and you, so you managed to basically destroy all my stuff. Uh, that tent was cooked. I mean, that cover blew away and that was the end of that. And then where did we have to sleep, Doss? We had to go and... We, we, yeah, well, luckily, a window was open on the bus, and we pushed it open, and there was another fellow camper within our group, uh, Riley Thorpe, and, and his swag was was flooded as well, and he, he hopped in the James bus with us. Was it Was it? Oh, it was James, not Riley, sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so there's three men, yeah, because he came to set up camp with us because he thought, oh, well, Dost is a trusted servant. It, all three of us <laughs> ended up in the bus. Well, well, I probably, yeah, I probably picked the spot with, you know, the most chance of a puddle being created. But yeah, I, oh, we slept on the bus. I don't even think I slept that night. It was horrible. But what, I'm trying to think. I remember trying to get to sleep that night. And what was I thinking about trying to get to sleep? Uh, anyway. Colin Hay. Yeah, Colin Hay. <laughs> day um, after day. <laughs> Before we move on, is it, does anybody else have any stories? We're just, as you guys can probably, as your listeners can probably understand here, we're just trying to lighten things up. We wanted to, last week was a bit heavy, so we thought we'd have a laugh. And Do you guys have any more stories uh, about I, us? Before I, we, uh, I, do, I do want to share one, and that's one like that we've, well, not share, I want to bring up, and maybe you can elaborate, because D, I think you're probably the better storyteller out of us. I want you to talk about a drum teacher that we had at our high school, one of the best drummers on the Mornington Peninsula, and one of the best teachers that I've probably ever ever come across. Can you please talk about the one and only Gary Borsdorf? Probably should have beeped his name out, but that's okay. Um, yeah, so look, we had this drum teacher, Flinders. My mum actually purchased, and it's not cheap at a private school, and your mum did too, Dos, yep. drum lessons. And Jai actually did piano lessons, I believe. Is that correct, Jai? Flinders? Oh, I did for about a turn. Yeah, so I I, <laughs> I told mum that I was going to drum lessons every week. I probably went to two and then I just hit. So I used to hide from this drum teacher and Doss did the same. So every time I was supposed to go to drums, I'd just hide. Like I'd either hide in the toilet or I'd hide in well, the well, classroom. I just, well, he would, he would walk to the classroom to come get you, wouldn't he? Yeah, so what would happen was he would walk around the school and he'd have two drumsticks and he was just one of those, like he was so obsessed <laughs> banging with, away on he everything. would just bang away on everything he'd walk past, like the railings, <laughs> the, the windows, but he'd always tap. You could hear him coming from 100 metres away. <laughs> he could, you, you could always locate him. He had warning signs to run away. So one day I remember being in German class with a with a, a Kenyan German teacher with an accent who was teaching us German with absolutely zero control. Anybody from Flinders, I know there's a lot that listen and they, they know exactly Mr. who I'm X. talking about. Mr X as he once. Uh, called himself. He was my German teacher and had absolutely zero control of the room. <laughs> and Will, Will, I was sitting next to Will one day in, in German class and I could hear Borsdorf coming with the drums, you know, the tapping, tapping, tapping. And I could hear it getting louder and louder. I'm saying to Will, I'm like, he's coming for me. Like, I need to, I need to get out of this. And he's like, get under the desk. I'm like, I can't, I can't. He's like, just get under the desk. So at the last second, I quickly jump and get under the desk. So I'm, my face is near Will James's uh, enormous crutch at this stage. And I'm fighting. And then I see Gary Borsdorf peering through the window. His hands are on the window. He's squinting. And he's looking around trying to find me. And, I'm, and I could just see this from under the desk. Anyway, he knocks on the door and he goes to the teacher. Uh, is Daniel Schuller in this class? And then the teacher looks around and goes, uh, he was a minute ago. And he's sort of looking around. Can't, can't find me. And then, and then Borsdorf just kind of shakes his head and walks off. But this poor and Doss used to hide as well. Now Doss used to hide from him as well. But this is where it sort of gets a little bit kind of not so nice. We we were, we, were, we weren't very nice to him, were we? 
No, we had a big drum room, and we all loved our wrestling. And so we used to put on wrestling shows to amuse ourselves at lunchtime. And the best room to do it in would be the drum room because he wouldn't—he had no authority. He couldn't kick you out. <laughs> and there was plenty of props. Even to... if he was teaching at the time as well. Yeah. That, 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 <laughs> I reckon that's almost the funniest one of the funniest parts about it is like you'd walk. He'd just see us walking up, and he'd go, "Oh, boys!" Like, <laughs> the poor, the come poor, on, like boys. sometimes he'd lose his temper, but he'd be like, "Come on, guys! Like, please! Like, I'm trying to teach someone," and I'd be like, "No, I'm teaching now." And I I'd just like give I'd be teaching the kid how to play drums. Just ridiculous. Anyway, so away we go. And one day we actually stole his keys and this is quite unfair. Well well his key, he, he must include Dossie He must have went off for lunch or something and then we were left in the room and you know I said now boys, you know, I'll, I'll be back soon so look after the place and his keys he's obviously left them in the room. He's left his keys in the room and will I'm going to throw Will under the bus because it was Will. Will found the best because we used to hide him every every day, and in exchange to get him back, he'd give us chocolate. That is bullying. <laughs> Gave us chocolate to give it back. I know. So, look, I don't, I'm not. A, I'm not. A, that is horrible. I, it's, I'm not. I'm not condoning it. I'm just saying it happened. So Will, Will found the best hiding spot ever. Will was able to open the vent in the roof and put the keys in the vent. So now he can't get in. But these keys weren't the keys just to the classroom. This, these were his car keys as well. This had everything. <laughs> now, this day, this particular day, was a Friday afternoon. No. And the reason why I remember it's a Friday <laughs> afternoon is because on Friday night, my mum and Will's mum put us through extra math tutoring because we weren't quite up to maths. I lost it. And oh, Will, no. said, Will said to me, let's see how long we can keep poor Borsdorf at the school. So school's finished at 3.30. Borsdorf probably pisses off at 3. And now it's half past four on a Friday night. And we were tutoring from this high up classroom that overlooked the oval. And across the oval, there was only one car left. A big four wheel drive. And Will and I, I'm like saying to Will, I'm like, this is rude. Like, we need to say something. Like, this is getting bad. Will's like, no, hold, hold your nerve. Just hold, hold, hold. Anyway, the next thing I see, I look out the window and the man's on all fours looking under his car. Like, he's trying to find. He's saved himself. Oh my he's like God. crawling around his car, he's like looking through the grass. Anyway, I said to Will, okay, we need to, we need to move now. And we're like, how can we possibly distract him so so we can make it look like it was an accident and they're with him all the time. So eventually, I think one of us distracted him and the other one went and quickly got the keys and threw it on the ground. We're like, mate, they were there the whole time and, and, he, and he cracked it and rightfully so because he assumed that Will had him in his pocket all day. <laughs> but at half past four, Borzo was probably thinking he's stuck there for the whole weekend. So he was at school at two hours longer than he needed to be. He was looking for his keys for two hours. And it's a Friday night, so he probably thinks he's not seeing him until Monday morning. But oh, <laughs> like, my probably... stomach hurts. Oh. It, it's so it's so rude. But I mean, that's just unfortunately. Is... How many times do you reckon you hit his keys? <laughs> well, I don't know. I feel bad even saying it. It was just yeah, chocolate. I remember you. I remember you did it once. You you did it once, and then I was sitting in Indonesian class. <laughs> And a different teacher walked into the Indonesian class, and it wasn't it wasn't Gary Bozdov. It was a different teacher, and he's walked in and he's gone to. He was, he was to nearly die. crying at this stage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's gone to a guy in my class. He's gone to Jack. It was Jack McGrath, actually. Shout out to Jack, uh, because Jack was you know in the music was obviously involved in music and whatnot, and so. 
the teachers come barging into the Indonesian class saying, hey, Jack, <laughs> do you know where my keys are? <laughs> and poor Jack's sitting there going, no, I, 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 I left them on the table <laughs> in the music room. That's where they were. That's but where that you lunch time, that's, that's where you and, you and Will mistakenly thought they were Bozdov's keys. Oh, no. And so you've grabbed another teacher's keys oh. and you've hidden those. So I've had to message you guys saying, holy crap, I think you put, I think you put the wrong teacher's keys. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and the keys were, they were, you know how there's like like loops at the top of the, like on the roof yeah. to like hang stuff? Yeah. Yeah. You, had, oh. you had the keys dangling because... It was so poor Miss. Uh, anyway, I remember he was storming through. But Jai, before you, uh, before we wrap this up, what about the time you you threw me under the bus with the homework? That was that was something you did. That's a good one. Life. I like this. This was to teach you a lesson because you had slacked off in your in your grades. Yeah, your grades weren't doing very well. So basically, what was it? Over <clears throat> summer holidays, we were all given homework for you know maths, English, and whatnot. And you thought it'd be a good idea to pay me. Like what, ten bucks, fifteen bucks? Yeah. To do your maths homework for you, mm-hmm. I I willingly took the money <laughs> and the uh, the homework along with it. I thought I'd teach you a lesson, mate, and I just completed the maths homework at a very, very terrible, not very well written out. Let's just say the quiz. Oh, he, let's just say the quiz had ten questions, and Daniel Schiller got zero. Yeah, basically, D handed in his homework after I'd completed it for him, and he got an F. So unfair. Because yeah. I was smug. I, I, I was smiling when I handed it in, thinking that <laughs> I'm going to be off to a good start this year. And, yeah, because you'd, you'd been in trouble in the past from the teacher because you weren't putting in the effort. And so you kept making up for it, you know. Yeah, no, I'll definitely try over the holidays. I'll, I'll get the homework into you. And so I've just, yeah, absolutely flunked it and who was, given you zero yeah. out of ten. And, and the paper said, in capitals, not a good start to the term. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So... Do you want to just quickly, we'll, we were going to do some questions. We'll, I think we'll just go through them pretty quick. And Rich, I would like you to stay and answer them as well. So we'll go through these questions really quick just to just to get to know us a little bit more. Um, hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. It's a little bit more silly than normal. But, you know, we like to lighten it up. And uh, I think Jai will be a semi-regular guest on the show anyway. So it, won't be, it certainly won't be the last time you hear oh, his voice. I reckon, I reckon D, Jai Richardson deserves his own intro when he comes on next time. Uh, I think so, absolutely. We'll work on that. You'll lose listeners. Um, So I've got some questions here, boys, and I want you to fire through them quite quickly. Or you can elaborate a little bit. So, Doss, your first favourite book? Uh, The Resilience Project, or as you like to call it, The Resilience Program. (laughs) Yes, I did make that mistake, Jai. Favourite book? What's the best book you've Um, read? I'm not one to read. I'm not not one to read many books, but uh, I did read a book back in the day called The Outsiders. Well, what was that about? I'm not familiar. It that. Uh, it's just a, it's a non-teen fiction one. Nothing real special. But as Romantic. I said, I'm a real book reader. I'm not, I'm not like you who reads a book a week. So, um, What about you, Dee? Four-hour work week, absolutely. I knew, life, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, life changer. Definitely, and, we and, plug and, it a lot. And, and who recommended that book to you? Uh, you did. Thank you. Okay, inspirations. Doss. Uh, I love Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Really? I, did, I wasn't expecting that. And then Gary V. Actually, oh, sorry. No, no, no. So I've got the ultimate dinner party, the five guests. That's the two that I had on there. So who would you say if you had to pick one? I had... And we're trying to stick, stick away from the, the normal sort of my mum or my dad answer. Yeah. Uh, I had Gary V, Elvis Presley, The Rock, God. 
Is this um, your dinner and... party or is this your inspiration? No, this is my dinner party. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. <laughs> well, it'd be pretty good having God there. Uh, it would. And I only had four names, so I couldn't... Well, what's a fifth name? Probably go someone funny. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Ricky, 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 yourself, Ricky Gervais. Oh, he would he would clash with God then. Um, Josh? Oh yeah, he would too. Oh no, <laughs> he would. Yeah, that wouldn't be that would be. Uh, then again, at the same time, he, he might change his mind. It. Yeah, because he's seen him. So that's his whole philosophy. It is it? atheist. Um, jeez. Oh, well, I I obviously haven't had time to prepare for this because I've just called up. So what is it? Ultimate dinner party. Five guests. Yeah. Let's go. Roger Federer. Number oh, one. Good one. Love Roger. Uh, number two would probably be Ricky Gervais to provide the laughs. Three. Oh, I'm probably going to stick with just maybe sporting people. Let's go. Jimmy Bartel. I love Jimmy Bartel growing up as a kid. He's my favourite footballer. Uh, the other two, I'll probably just say you two boys. I was hoping you were going to say that. Yeah, yeah. That's a good answer. Actually, you, Daniel? I, I, I sort of just worked on the one inspiration, so I would have said uh, probably Richard Branson at the moment for me, but if I, if I had other people there, I'd probably have... Uh, I'd like a musician. I'd probably go Paul McCartney, sort of just for some real... Hey, uh, dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, actually, I haven't thought of Paddy Dangerfield, chuck him in because I love Danger. And named your dog after him. I did, I did. Uh, favourite movie and TV show, Doss? Uh, Remember the Titans, my favourite uh, movie. Um, Favourite TV show, that's a great question. Uh, I love Friends. Friends is a classic. You know I love Friends. We do. did bond over Friends, yes. Yeah, yeah. I do. Try? No, this no the sex has not been had yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Ross Geller quote. If uh, anyone's thinking, Paolo. <laughs> uh, favorite movie? I probably can't pinpoint it down to one, unfortunately. Uh, TV show easily would be Arrested Development or Mr. Robot. Yeah, oh, you love Arrested Development. I remember you trying to get me into it, and it is a very funny show. Oh, it's just it's Jason Bateman. It's Everyone has to get onto it. Dave? Um Yeah, favorite movie. I'm not a big movie watcher. Pop fiction, though. Love that. Love it. Well, you don't. You don't have. You don't have. You don't have Netflix for one. No, but I have guys. I have. No, you don't. I actually got a couple messages um, asking about Shrek too, and if it works. Um, that's an Easter egg for a couple of episodes ago. For those that haven't listened, TV show. Chicken yeah, Chicken Runs Elite. TV show. I would say probably The Office UK would be my favorite. Good show. Um, Impractical Jokers is one of my favorite too. That oh, yes. me into. Yeah, Richard's got us both into that. Favourite quote, Doss. Favourite quote, fail to prepare or prepare to fail. Like it, Joe? Yeah, son. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have it. I'm yep, not same. one to yeah, really next, uh, next, delve next, into Next quotes. question. Yeah. Thanks for asking me. Uh, nothing great comes from oh, the sorry. Zones, right? Favourite song? Uh, D, I want you to try and pick it. Viva La Vida. Yep. Bang. Really, Doss? Viva La yeah. Vida? Uh, mine would be Old Pine by Ben Howard. And I remember showing Doss that song and he actually cried. I'll, I'll never forget that night. Yeah. I was sitting in my bedroom and you, you told me, hey, look at this bloke, Ben Howard, this song, Old Pine. And we're messaging each other going, mate, I'm listening to this song, I'm crying. <laughs> mate, remember we went to his concert and he didn't, he didn't play, play it? it? That was shattering. We went twice oh. and he didn't play it, either one. Oh. Still a great artist. Yeah. You, D? D? My way, Frank Sinatra, classic. Oh, um, classic. Favorite wrestler? I just made that. Oh, Rich, you go. <laughs> favorite wrestler, probably CM Punk. Gosh, I'll, um, I've got two. Doss is torn. Yeah, now. Doss is torn. We know. We know he's torn. Yeah, uh, I gotta go. I can't. Rey Mysterio or John Cena? Yeah, C Nation. Cena for me or Jericho? I'd have to say. Greatest risk you've ever taken? Oh, that's a tough one. Gee, Demo Condom once. 
Oh. <laughs> I wore a condom once. That was the biggest risk I've taken. <laughs> Um, no, can we can, can we edit that out, please? <laughs> all right, well, I'll, I'll jump in. My greatest risk, I think, would be the times I've gone overseas unprepared. Uh, yeah, my biggest risk probably would be yeah going booking a plane ticket to go to America like two days before it. Richardson, um, I haven't really taken many. R- risks R- Richardson's biggest risk was uh, risk was uh, wagging a chapel probably in year, year nine. Yeah, probably. I was a bit of a goody two shoes at school. I don't know. I'll have to get back to you on that one. I'll think about Skinscrap. it. Skinscrap.com. Look it up. Guilty guilty pleasure. Uh, I quite enjoy listening to musical soundtracks. Such as? Give us uh, one. Jersey Boys, Grease. Hairspray is a good one. High School Musical I have listened to in the past. Oh, High School Musical. Yeah. Good. What about you, Rich? Um, guilty pleasure. Probably watching old wrestling videos. Old WWE stuff. <laughs> what about you, Dave? I'd say ABBA. I love ABBA. I yeah, love ABBA I love ABBA too. So I love ABBA as well. I got no no shame in saying that. Um, take a chance, take a chance, take a, take a chance, chance. <laughs> What's one skill you wish you possessed if you could have it well, that you currently don't have? I wish I, I could sing. That's mine. Oh, oh that, that's that would be too. mine too. You can sing, guys. Yep. Give it a spell. You know you can sing, Doss. You know you can. You, you rate yourself a little wink, bit. Wink, wink. No, I don't, I don't rate myself at all. You guys pump me up. Yes, you do, because you used to crack the shits when we, would, we played Sing Star and you would lose. And you would say, it's not fair because I'm the only one here who can sing Yeah, well. so that, then the truth comes out. Yeah. Okay. The next question, is: there's only one right answer for this one. Ultimate Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> Who's saying it? Go on, Doss. Go on, Doss. You say it. Uh, two lesbian sisters, probably. I'm just watching. I never thought I'd say this. Can I hear more from Doc? <laughs> yeah, well done. I've, I've got to run. I've, I've called you during my work break and I'm getting pinged by my boss and I have to go back. All right. He's not happy. He's not a happy man. Okay. We'll say goodbye to Jive. Thanks for coming on, Rich. Nah, only joking. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me on, boys. Good luck for the uh, the future of the oh, podcast. And I speak on behalf. I speak on behalf of a lot of people. You're doing a great job. It's awesome. Thanks, Rich. Do you want to give our Instagram a plug? Oh yeah, I guess now being on the show, I probably have to actually follow it now, don't I? What's the uh, What's the Instagram page that I need to follow? Uh, it's Dawson D underscore, and I'm pretty disappointed you weren't already following it. Uh, if Dawson I'm speaking, D underscore. I'm just hang on two seconds. Yep, followed now. Good boy. You better get a follow back. All right, mate. We'll speak to you soon. All right, thanks, boys. Hey, Rich. Bye. So there you go, well, Doss. A uh, little bit different today. That was, that, that was a nice surprise, D. It was a very nice surprise. So, uh, look, we just wanted to uh, do something a little bit different. We're still stuck in this lockdown and at the moment. We've got plenty of plans for the show moving forward with more guests that you guys will hear and their stories and some real inspirational kind of stuff. But right now, we like to sort of mix up our content a little bit, don't we, Doss? Yeah, mate. It's a good way. you got to keep up with the times. And one of my, like you asked the question before, favorite quotes, you know, a word that I love to use a lot and is adapt. You know, we just got to adapt the best way we can. And right now, doing a, a podcast over Zoom, that's the best way we can get this out to everyone. So, but nah, mate, that was, that, that was really good. It was good to have Rich on and good for the listeners to kind of get a bit of a grasp on our connection all together. And um, hopefully everyone had a bit of a chuckle because there was times when I was like, geez, I hope hope everyone's laughing at this. So it's probably just us three we're laughing. We're not the only ones that find it funny. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, normally it is, you know. We, we think we're the comedians. But um, from that point of view, mate, I reckon that wraps us up. 